Hey there, Story Sister. Welcome back to episode 61 of the Power Your Platform podcast. This is actually the second installment of our three-part Pick Your Platform series. And in this three-part series, we're discussing the three main platforms that are really available to choose from for women like you who are building a bold story brand. Now, if you remember, I've mentioned in previous episodes that the five main characteristics that I feel really are the most important that a platform should have include, number one, that the platform is free, number two, the platform is public, number three, the platform supports long-form content, number four, the platform has a long shelf life, And number five, the platform is shareable. So if you missed episode 60, go back and start there if you'd like, or dive in today and you can circle back to episode 60 once this one is finished. Because today we're going to continue with the second platform alternative, which is blogs. And as someone who has blogged for most of the past 15 years, I can't wait to share some ideas with you and find out if blogging is the right place for you to build your purpose-driven platform. And by the way, I want you to make sure that you listen in right to the end of today's episode. That's when I'm going to be sharing one of my biggest blogging strategies for the day. But for now, let's dive into part two of our Pick Your Platform podcast series. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments, and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. Okay, are you ready to step into the blogosphere with me? All right, let's do this. Because even though they've been popular since the early 2000s, blogs are still an important way that we can connect with our audience and communicate our key message, whatever that might be. And remember, in this Pick Your Platform podcast series, you don't have to use all the platforms that I'm suggesting. The idea of pick your platform is that you choose one. So if today as we're talking about blogging, you think, yeah, that feels like my happy place, then perhaps this is the platform that you'll want to choose. So what makes blogs such a great platform to reach your ideal customer? Let's unpack that a little bit. First of all, blogs are great because they can help establish you as an authority in your niche. And notice I did say niche. 
because if you're going to have a blog, you really do need to niche down and you need to know specifically what you're blogging about. Why? Well, because there are millions of blogs out there and you want to get specific about what makes your blog stand out from the rest. Okay. And once you do niche down, then you're going to want to show up consistently on your blog to provide value, whether that's in the form of tips and tools, which is pretty common, or you might even have people who do interviews on your blog or become guest bloggers, right? Just for a little variety. You might also use your blog to provide links to useful resources or even links to other parts of your website where people can find your paid offer. All right, so how does a blog establish you then as an expert in your field? Well, for one thing, if you're really tuned into your key market, then you can be the first person that your audience hears from when there are emerging trends or even industry news. So you can provide also the solutions through your blog to your audience's pain points, right? And this can establish you as an authority because you're showing up consistently, publishing quality content that's accurate and not too salesy, and always written with the interests of your reader in mind. And when you do this, you're going to be able to build trust with your audience, which in turn will help you build credibility and your reputation as a leader in your field. So that's the first reason why blogs are a great platform to choose, and that is because they can help establish you as an authority in your field. The second reason why blogs are a powerful platform is because they help generate important SEO, which drives traffic to your website. Now, some of you know that SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it's a key component of getting website traffic. Well, why is website traffic important? Well, don't forget that you want to rank as high as possible on Google, right? When people are searching for an answer, uh, a solution to their pain point or to their challenge, they are looking for a place to find the solution. So when you are showing up consistently with quality content that has a lot of words that those people might be searching for, then yours is going to be one of the first website choices that's going to come up when they Google it. And remember that most people are entering questions into Google, like how do I dot, dot, dot. So when your content is positioned as a direct answer to a question that people are asking, then it makes your blog more relevant and more useful. And that turns it into a viable source of information, right? For a lot of people. And the more that Google takes notice of this, the higher your website is going to rank when people are searching for a solution online. So the lesson here is to make sure that your blog is consistently solving a problem for your audience. And if you're not sure what problem your audience is facing, then ask them or pay attention to the comments on your social media or in your one-on-one -on -one conversations that you're having with clients. And if you don't have any clients yet, don't worry. You can start testing ideas on your blog and see where you're getting the most traction. And once you tend to notice those trends, you can start producing more of the type of content, right? Because you know then 
That's what your audience is looking for. But really what you want to drill down to over time is what those key pain points are for your audience within your niche, right? So whatever your niche is, you're looking at the people in that space and trying to serve them the best way you possibly can through your blog. And when you do, you're going to begin to see more blog visits over time and eventually a higher ranking for your website on Google. But I do want to underline, it's going to take some time, right? So be patient and play the long game. All right, so that's the second reason why blogs are a powerful platform, and that is because they help to create SEO, which drives traffic to your website and in turn helps you rank higher on Google. And finally, another reason why blogs are effective is that they're really versatile. I love this about blogs because it used to be that blogs were just about text and articles. But these days, of course, you can add audio and video as well as links and GIFs or GIFs if you pronounce it that way, <laughs> memes and photos, of course, along with all sorts of other attention grabbing content. Really, you're able now to incorporate multimedia into your blogs. But the one caveat I want to give you here is just to remember that the more bells and whistles that you add, it can actually slow down the time that it takes to load your blog page, all right, or your blog post. So try not to overdo it. I personally just like to keep it simple. So you won't find a lot of bells and whistles on my blog post, although I always include at least one image, if not more. So just consider that, especially if you are trying to reach a more rural demographic, of course, because they have slower internet hookup, right? In most cases. All right, so that's uh, just a few things to keep in mind when it comes to the versatility of the blog, which is a great advantage, but you don't wanna overdo it. Now, blogs, of course, are ideally suited for writers, right? They started out being for writers, and that's why text and you know, words and basically articles were so much a part of the blogging platform. But now that blogs are so versatile, I've seen photographers and videographers and graphic artists take advantage of blogging platforms and use them to solve their audience's unique challenges. I also like the fact that blogs allow you to incorporate different widgets. So you could add like a calendar of events, which is a very common one, or you could incorporate your own social media feeds for a little bit of variety. And in a way, you're really repurposing your social media feed, right? Not only can they see it on Instagram now, but when they go to the blog, they can see it displayed there. So kind of more bang for your buck. This obviously, it will create more visual interest for your audience, which can keep them on your blog for longer. And that in turn improves your SEO and by extension, your Google ranking. But I do want to remind you again, try to keep it simple. Don't go overboard or it will take longer for your page to load. And if it does, people will not be patient. They will click away and you don't want to lose those eyeballs. Okay, so that's the third reason why blogs are a great place to launch your platform, and that's because they're versatile. Now, some of you know that not only do I have a podcast, which you're listening to right now, but I also have a blog. But I want to point out that the blog is a secondary platform for me, all right? And in fact, really its only purpose right now is to capture my podcast transcript summaries. 
So if you're someone who frequently visits the show notes for this podcast, then you're going to find similar summaries on my blog, which can be found at powerherplatform.com forward slash blog. So why do I have a blog as well as a podcast? After all, just a few minutes ago, I said you need to click one platform. Well, that's true. But since I'm already generating these show notes for all of my podcast episodes, I just find that it's an ideal and convenient way to repurpose my content. I don't have to really do much more work. I cut and paste it and I put it in a blog post, right? So again, I want to remind you that my main platform is this podcast, and this is where I spend 80% of my content creation time. But from here, I repurpose my podcast content in a number of ways, including using it on my social media channels, my weekly newsletter, and my blog. So you can visit there today if you like and check it out by clicking on the show notes, or like I said, head over to powerherplatform.com forward slash blog. And some people, they like to see the summaries. That's what they get in their email. And uh, when I do post a blog, it lets my subscribers on my website know, hey, there's new blog posts, right? So it's just another way to repurpose the content and to get people engaging more regularly with what you're producing. So here's something in particular that I should mention is that I actually use Wix as my website platform. I know, not too fancy, but hey, it works for me. <laughs> so within Wix, there's an option to add a blog to my website, and that's exactly what I've done. So I don't use a separate platform. I actually use my own website. But if you don't have a website that includes a blog option, then there are a lot of other ways that you can create a blog, of course. You could use WordPress or Blogger, Tumblr, Weebly, Ghost, Medium, there are a lot of different options out there. Even, you know, all of these are free. So you could try one and if you don't like it, you could actually try another one, right? Just find the right fit for you. And here's another idea uh, that not a lot of people think about and that is you could actually create a blog on LinkedIn because LinkedIn now allows you to publish articles. So if you really wanted to, you could use LinkedIn as your main blog account, really. And I'd especially suggest using LinkedIn for this purpose if you are looking to reach professionals, since there is no better place to target the professional working crowd than LinkedIn, right? So something to keep in mind. And just a reminder, if you do have an existing website provider like me, then check and see if there's already a blog capability built into it. You might already be paying for it, especially if you have a pro version. So check it out and make sure to just think about what is best for you. I personally like to keep all my content in one place. Now, keep in mind, blogs aren't only for writers. I did suggest that just a few moments ago, right? So they're not just for writers, but if you are a writer, that's a huge advantage because most blogs are word-based. Now, they don't have to be, but most of them are. And the average word length of a blog post is still pretty long. It's like 1,200 words or more. But like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I've also seen photographers and videographers and graphic designers and many others take advantage of blogging. 
Some people even use it as sort of a portfolio, right? Like a, a display of different, well, let's say if they're a, a home designer or a, a home decorator, they might have it almost as a gallery of examples of their work, right? A showcase. So you definitely don't have to be a great writer to be a great blogger. But if you are someone who excels as a written storyteller, then blogging would be an ideal fit for you, at least in my opinion. Now, if you haven't yet listened to episode 12, then go back and check it out sometime because that's where I get into more detail about the difference between written, audio, and visual storytellers. In a nutshell, written storytellers tend to be avid readers and quite often, though not always, they are also introverts. They're usually intensely curious about other people and different topics and they like to research, um, but they tend to avoid the spotlight. So they don't always like to have their face on the feed or to appear on video, right? They typically work well on their own and most often behind the scenes. Now, these are generalizations I do realize. Just keep in mind that if that sounds kind of like you, then blogging might be a good fit. So if written storytelling is your happy place, then you might be comfortable communicating in a blog format. It's also important to consider your audience. I want to remind you of that, right? It's not just about you and your personal preferences, although that is important. But remember, your audience also needs to have the time and the focus to read and understand your message. So they can't be a demographic that's really rushed um, or really doing a lot of things at the same time. Um, like when you're listening to a podcast, most of you right now are probably doing something else. But that doesn't work for a blog because you have to read it. You have to be looking at the screen. And so really think about what type of an audience would be a good fit. And actually, this is something to keep in mind. And that is the fact that blog audiences tend to be a part of an older demographic. Most of them are over the age of 30. And in fact, the majority fall between the ages of 40 and 60. So if you're trying to reach a younger demographic with your story or with your message, then I would opt for a different platform like maybe YouTube or even podcasts. But for those who visit blogs, here's the interesting thing. That audience tends to visit the same blog often. And so there's more likely to become loyal fans, right? And that can then give you a great base of an audience for whether it's your played platform or a challenge you might doing or whatever type of impact you're trying to create in the world. Now, the advantage of a written document like a blog, of course, that people can read it more than once. They can read it over and over, unlike this podcast, which you're just listening to and the words are gone and you can't read them again unless you go to the podcast summary for the highlights. Another advantage of blogs, of course, is you can include direct links so that as people are reading, they can click on different uh, words or phrases and be directed to either different parts of your website or your paid offer or even some other resources. All right, so that's just a, some of the advantages I would say that blogs have. And of course, the big downside is that people just have to have the time, right? They have the patience and they have to have the focus when it comes to looking up your blog. And by the way, they have to be able to find it as well, 
So you really do have to market that blog and let people know where they can read your recent posts. But there are strategies for doing that. So those are a few key points to keep in mind when you're thinking about using a blog to connect with your audience. Okay, since you've stuck with me right to the end of today's episode, I want to share with you a bonus strategy for growing your blog. And that is to partner your blogging strategy with a Pinterest strategy. And I'm sure that most of you are familiar with Pinterest, maybe you're even on Pinterest. And I want to let you know that it's definitely more than just cute outfits and dream kitchens, okay? Pinterest is actually a search engine. So it's like Google or YouTube. It's not a social media platform. So people are regularly going to Pinterest and typing in topics like how do I dot, 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 right? Very much like Google. So here's the great thing is that people are looking for information. And so when we are posting information on our blogs, we want to make sure to connect that info with Pinterest so people can find us. How do we do that? Well, as I mentioned, you want to make sure to have some visuals on your blog. And when you do, you want to make sure to pin those images to your Pinterest account, right? And the beauty is that you can create a Pinterest account for $0. I wouldn't suggest using your personal Pinterest account, by the way. I would rather establish a brand Pinterest account. So make sure it has the same name as whatever your business is. And then what happens on Pinterest, of course, is that when someone notices your image, uh, maybe you've given it some SEO, like by putting it in a category that might be something that people are looking for, right? So you're using your tags wisely. Um, when people find it on Pinterest, then what do they do? Well, they could pin it to their board for sure, which then shares it with others, or most likely they're gonna click on it, right? And they're gonna go right through to the source, which in this case is your blog. And when they do, that means your blog traffic goes up and there's more eyeballs on your content. And ideally, that leads to more interest and more followers and hopefully more sales. So Pinterest is definitely a vehicle that I use on a regular basis when it comes to my blog. And it's a strategy that you might wanna look into as well. Okay, so that's an added bonus strategy for boosting your blog visits. And I've got one more, but I'm gonna save it for our free Power Your Platform Facebook group. So if you head over there today, you can check it out. You can find my second bonus strategy for boosting your blog posts, and that is gonna be inside the Power Your Platform Facebook group today. So you can actually click on the show notes for this episode to go straight there. All right, so that's been a lot of information today, I realize, but I wanna make sure that you're making an educated decision when it comes to choosing the right platform for you. So to recap, the top three lessons for choosing a blog as your main purpose-driven platform, they are, one more time, number one, blogs help establish you as an authority in your niche. Number two, they can also generate important SEO, which drives traffic to your website and helps you rise in the Google rankings. And number three, blogs are versatile, which allows you to communicate your message in a variety of ways. So inside this episode, we also learned that blogs aren't only for writers. In fact, there are many others who can benefit from using a blog as their main platform 
to create interest in their paid offers. We also learned that blog audiences tend to be an older demographic and that most revisit the same blog more than once and many of them become loyal fans. So keep this in mind in order to keep your audience coming back for more, right? Because you need to post quality content consistently in order to have people become loyal fans. Finally, if you're going the blogging route, then make sure to pair your blogging strategy with a Pinterest strategy. Because doing so can result in more visits to your blog, higher rates of engagement, and more traffic to your website. And if you're interested in launching a blog and you're looking for some support to maximize your reach and build your audience, then just reach out to me. I'd be happy to coach you through it. You can reach me on my website at powerherplatform.com or send me a direct message through Instagram or Facebook at Power Your Platform. Let's start powering up your purpose-driven platform today. Thanks so much for listening in to part two of our Pick Your Platform podcast series this week. I hope that you found it helpful. And be sure to stay tuned for the next episode, which is going to talk about the third purpose-driven platform, which is YouTube. Until then, keep on owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice. Because the world is waiting to hear your story.